And really, that childlike faith is a picture of how we are all to respond to situations like this. Because I, as a Christian, I know that my salvation is secure because I put my trust and faith in Jesus Christ and I'll inherit eternal life. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Missy Montgomery, and I'm so happy to be joined over the phone with Dr. Tim Orr, who is an author and an award-winning adjunct professor at Indiana University. How are you doing today, Tim? Good, good. Well, I'm so happy to have you here talking to our guest on our show. Um, you know, I'm very familiar with your story. It's, um, I like to say it's a very powerful story, heartbreaking story, but at the same time, so beautiful. Um, so for our listeners that are not aware of your testimony, why don't you go ahead and share that with us? Sure. Yeah, I, I was born uh, with uh, multiple birth defects. And, uh, of course, uh, this is the late uh, 1960s, so my mom nor the doctors knew it was coming. And so this sort of started the uh, trajectory of um, <clears throat> my life. It with, with, uh, provided uh, many, many difficulties growing up, as well as other home life difficulties. Uh, my, my father was an alcoholic, and there was a lot of domestic abuse in the home, and um, and so this created a lot of problems growing up. And so at 15 years old, I uh, found something that took away the pain. Unfortunately, it wasn't something that was uh, that, that was very destruct or was very destructive. And I uh, turned to alcohol for my uh, solution. And at 15 years old, I was an alcoholic, and about that time as well, I turned. Uh, to uh, uh, wanting to comp- contemplate suicide. As a matter of fact, at, at 17 years old, I remember being in my basement at a friend's house, and uh, I went up to the kitchen, and I was alone, and there was a uh, gun in the uh, cabinet. And I knew that, um, so I, I went in there, I, I grabbed a, a gun, and um, contemplated the suicide, but luckily I was just persuaded by the past experiences I had with church. I knew if I pulled the trigger uh, where I would spend an eternity. So that was the only thing that um, uh, turned me away from from doing that. A couple of years later, I I, I got arrested for the third time, and um, I go to a drug drug and alcohol counselor. He suggests I go to a 12-step meeting, and I do. And after the meeting, I walk out of that building, and before I do, I, saw, I look on the wall, and I see the 12 steps, and the third step said, turn your will and your life on the care of God as you understand Him. <clears throat> but uh, that, of course, didn't uh, bring about my conversion. That happened later on that night. And so when I w- went home, I was flipping through the channels just out of boredom, and I landed on the 700 Club. And uh, Pat Robertson began to speak uh, what felt like he was speaking to me and to my situation. And it was that night that I gave my heart to Christ. And um, since then, he's changed my life. That was October 24th, 1989. Wow, that's such a powerful story just to 
go from, you know, not wanting to live to being so full of life and full of God's grace and to be living. And so talk a little bit about, you know, once you found Christ and you're living this life as a Christian, a new um, Christian, and you meet your wife. So tell us a little bit about you and your wife. Yeah, I, I after my conversion, uh, I felt the call to ministry. So I, I attended uh, Lee College, which is now Lee University. And about a year after that, I am sitting in a college chapel there, and there uh, the preacher was speaking, and he preached on the book of Joel, that uh, God would restore everything that the locusts had sinned and eaten. And I interpreted that to mean that he would uh, uh, give me a wife and a family. That was something I, I lacked growing up, a, a stable family. So... A year later, he did. He brought me my wife, and uh, we we started then a beautiful marriage. Then uh, it took 16 years, 16 or 17 years after that, before he brought uh, my daughter into our life. It was interesting how that worked, because <clears throat> we were wanting to adopt because we couldn't have kids. And, and that was the situation. Uh, so we, as a reason, it took so many years to uh, to finally uh, get a get a daughter. And so we were trying to uh, just decide how we were going to do it. We decided on adoption, but um, we weren't sure quite what direction we would go with adoption. So I was in a uh, um, it was a uh, preschool classroom. Uh, for uh, uh, special needs students, and a little girl with Down syndrome comes walking up to me, raises her hands up, and wants me to pick her up, and I do. And uh, I take her around the room a little bit. She, I put her down. She tur- uh, walks away, comes back. I uh, pick her up again, and I just felt the Holy Spirit witness to me that he wanted me to adopt a child with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. So after that, uh, <clears throat> I uh, let her down. I went and told my wife about it a few hours later, <clears throat> just thinking, just wanted to get what she thought. And she said, that really witnesses to me. I said, why don't you look into it? So I called the Greater Down Syndrome Association of Cincinnati, Ohio, and they put me in touch with a lady named Robin Steele. And uh, long story short, they uh, um, we end up uh, being put with a family uh, that wanted their um, uh, uh, daughter to be adopted at birth. Uh, um, it was late in the pregnancy, and they had turned down a few families uh, uh, who were prospective families. Um, so we weren't sure. I was 40. My, my wife was 42. Uh, but, but they chose us. And so uh, from, from the time I made that phone call to the time that we, uh, the faith was born, was a period of seven weeks. And, and so that's how our, uh, our family uh, was brought together. And you talk a little about about your family more in your first book, uh, We Named Her Faith. Um, and you go from being a suicidal teenager to a husband, to a father. Um, you know, you call it in the book, You're Living That American Dream, but... During that tragedy strikes and you unexpectedly lose your wife, how did you cope with that sudden loss? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In, in my uh, upcoming book, uh, Letters to My Daughter, I, I tell that story. And um, 
It was a, a tragic uh, situation. My my daughter was in the car with my wife, and uh, after giving getting a cancer free diagnosis, we thought everything was uh, okay, and so they were celebrating in, in uh, Michigan with uh, her family. And uh, my wife and my daughter, six year old daughter, was going down the road. My wife uh, uh, felt like she was going to pass out. She pulls over to the side of the road and um, does pass out, and my little six-year-old daughter uh, gets out of, the, uh, out of her car seat and attempts to wake her up, and, and uh, she passes away with, with uh, faith on her lap. And so that was uh, just a... Um, you're, you're, you're left there with, in shock, and, and so you're not sure what to feel because you have these modeling of emotions that are going on. Um, but I, um, it actually drew me closer to God uh, because I, uh, of course, went to the source and um, I read through the Psalms uh, a lot. I, I, it, it's interesting because I think the Bible gives us a, a picture uh, with, with the different genres of literature, uh, some of the life experiences we all have and how to cope with that. And so the book of Psalms really was very helpful for me as I looked at things like lamenting and, and, and worshiping and, and so on. Uh, so I, I think there was, there was that as well as just learning to, to praise and, and, and worship God even uh, in the midst of tragedy because He is worthy and He was my source. And, and so I, I even uh, as far as faith, I, we... Uh, you know, we're both uh, had a difficult time at first, obviously. And so I decided that we weren't going to have this as the elephant in the room, that we were going to uh, deal with it. And so I told her, uh, I said, you know what? You know, sometimes Daddy cries, and Daddy misses Mommy, and that's okay. And it's okay for you to miss Mommy. And so that gave her the permission to come to me and to uh, uh, tell her when she... When, when she wasn't feeling well, and she did. I mean, she would come. And, I mean, it didn't last three or four or five minutes, but there was a conversation, and there was a process set forth for her to uh, deal with that. And, of course, I, you know, I had prayer and uh, with uh, different people who continued to pray for her and so on. But that, those are some of the t- uh, steps that we took to be able to cope with us, with us lost. You know, I think that's just really outstanding the way you're being an example for your daughter and how, it, you know, it's okay to be sad. And I think that that's so powerful to continue just being such being in such a profound relationship with God despite, you know, going through so much adversity and tragedy. While some people might turn the other way, you know, you're keep toward, you know, you're keep running towards God. And so what kind of questions does faith have spiritually about heaven and where is mommy at? Because I'm sure those are, you know, for six years old, uh, seven years old, she's asking those questions. So how do you respond to those? Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think one, one thing, we I, I saw the fruits of our labor in teaching faith of the things and ways of God. Because she was familiar with eternity, she was familiar with heaven. At first, I would tell her, where's Mommy? I said, Mommy's in heaven, but she thought she was going to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it took a few months, and she knew that, that Michelle wasn't coming back, that she was, she was in heaven. But 
what what she also come to realize is that she would see her again one day. And really, that childlike faith is a picture of how we are all to respond to situations like this. Because I, as a Christian, I know that my salvation is secure because I put my trust and faith in Jesus Christ, and I'll inherit eternal life. And I know Michelle has as well. And so I have that faith and that assurance that uh, though we are separated right now, uh, that separation is not eternal. Uh, that separation is temporary. And, and, and so keeping our eyes on uh, the eternal perspective, and I think as Americans this is more difficult than other Christians around the world because we have it so good here, mm-hmm. and, and so we kind of get attached to uh, uh, the good things here in this world and lose sight of the eternal and, but but I think tragedy sometimes will drive you to um, think more eternally. I know that's what happened to me. Uh, um, I I now am far more, uh, um, you know, focused on uh, the eternal perspective and the reality of that in my life today. You know, you have your new book coming out called Letters to My Daughter, which you know, I'm in, in the process of reading that, and um, I have goosebumps every time I read that. It uh, brings me to tears, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's happy tears, and then there's sad tears, of course, but I really love the tagline from your book, and it's um, how God turned tragedy into something beautiful. So I know we talked a little bit about how you and Faith are, you know, continuing with uh, your relationship with God in the midst of tragedy, but how do you hope that your story will impact others to do the same? Yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, there's a Second Corinthians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, talks about that, how the same uh, grace and love that God shows us in our, uh, in our pain as we take it to Him and He ministers to us, we then are um, able to show that same love uh, to others. And I, I, I talk with a lot of people who are unbelievers, uh, a lot of people who are hurting, generally they're, you know, they are, they may be very educated from different, you know, different places and so on, uh, but but at the end of the day, they're, they're hurting and they're looking for answers. And I find, because of these circumstances, a uh, just a more compassion for people. As the Lord has shown me His love, I can then show others uh, his, his love uh, like that. So, yeah, I think that has been a real, um, that experience has been a real catalyst in how I uh, minister to people. You know, one thing I love about your story so much is uh, that despite all of this, you know, tragedy and, you know, pain you guys have encountered, Faith is always so happy and so smiling. Um, I do some work with you on your Facebook. Um, You guys can check out his Facebook letters to my daughter. And you post daily pictures of Faith, and she always has the biggest smile on her face, no matter what she's doing, whether you guys are at a restaurant, (laughs) you know, you guys are at home reading together at the park. She's always smiling. And so what does that mean to you to see that, you know, she's, she's so young and she's gone through so much, but she's so incredibly happy? Yeah, yeah. You know, she is just an overcomer. Mm-hmm. God has really had her His hand on her life the whole time. I mean, she was uh, not supposed to walk until after she was two years old, and she walked at 16 months, mm-hmm. and she wasn't supposed to read until third grade. She reads in the first grade. Uh, um, 
but 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 she also has overcome this real tragedy and managed to really uh, find the joy there. And it's not because she has a disability, because she's happier than kids who have that disability. You know, it's not because she's young, because she has that joy more than many kids her, her own age. Um, so I think it's the, the joy of the Lord. But one of the things that God really impressed upon us when she was born is that God was going to use her life for his glory. And, and, and I think that's a, that's a great testimony for us all, that God is not looking for the, the hyper-skilled or the, uh, um, the, the great educated person or the great talented person. He wants to use someone who will bring him glory and honor. And so I think even in the midst of this tragedy, uh, this little girl with Down syndrome who is now eight years old, is now glorifying God on a daily basis and pointing people to the grace and the love of God. Tim, you have such a great story. And so for our listeners that want to learn more about you and faith and your family and check out your new book that should be coming out next month, Letters to My Daughter, where can they do so? Yes, uh, you can uh, check that out on Amazon.com. And, of course, you, you, the uh, Kindle version as well as the paperback version will be available there. That's fantastic. And do you mind closing out our show on prayer, Dr. Tim? Oh, sure. Father, I just, uh, first of all, thank you and praise you, Lord, for the grace and the love that you've shown me and um, that you've shown uh, many of the listeners. And God, I just pray, Lord, for anyone out there that may be uh, searching. I pray that they'll find their hope and trust in you. And I pray for those who are hurting, uh, that you will draw them closer to yourself, and you would minister to them, and uh, they would turn to you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tim, for joining us today. I always enjoy talking with you and hearing your story, because I think God is just doing such great things with you and your testimony. And and again, for any of our listeners that want to check out Tim's new book, you can do so on Amazon. It's Letters to My Daughter, and you can also check it out on his website, timor.net. And if you want to see that beautiful, smiling face of faith... And if you want to see that beautiful, smiling face of faith, you can check them out on Facebook at Letters to My Daughter. Thank you again, Dr. Tim, for joining us. I'm Missy Montgomery, and this has been Charisma Connection. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.